Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have an amazing guest. She was tantamile on the Royal Caribbean cruise, Oasis of the Seas, which has been doing a production of Cats since 2014. So welcome, Emily Tanner. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I want to get into Cruise Cats. Uh, right off the bat, okay. <laughs> well, before we get I, before we go off the bat, I, I do think it's more fun to hear a little bit more about your history of cats. So you are kind of in the range of where you might have grown up with the 1998 movie, but what was like? When was the first time you saw it? How much did you know about it before the cruise? Like, what is your backstory with cats? Yeah, I didn't know anything. I was not a theater kid at all. I was shy and I took dance lessons and I just wanted to be a rock cat. Like I had nothing to do with cats. I think I, I had seen the eyes and I had seen the logo, but never had I seen the VHS, never saw a tour come through. And it wasn't until I was living in New York and I saw the revival that came out. Is it 2016 that came? Mm -hmm. 2017. Yeah, that revival came out. And I knew a few people in it. Um, They'd gone to my college and to my high school. And I was like, oh, like, that's what this is. Like, I had no idea the plot. I mean, I still... Does anyone know the plot? Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. Right. Haven't we all? I was in it for a year. I still, I have questions. Um, yeah. So that was the first time I saw it. And it, but it still didn't really occur to me, oh, you could be in it. And then I find it so funny that a few years later, I, I end up playing five different cats in the show, like ranging in the strangest like perspective of cats. I had never anticipated that. So. so as a dancer, you like, cause I've, I've talked to a few, like, it seems like people who are in the show are either dancers, singers, or like very deep into theater. Mm-hmm. And as a dancer, it's like most of the dancers wanted to be the white cat. And it's like, you knew about that, but it yeah. sounds like you didn't, you just were. I didn't, were just, I didn't, didn't know. Not at all. I knew so little about the white cat that when I was at the audition, they said, does anyone have a really great leg extension? And I was like, yeah, I, like, I have a pretty good extension where you can just hold it out to the side. And so all of these ballerinas came out and they all like 
develops their leg up by their face. And I brought my leg up and it was at like a little above 90 degrees. And I was like, oh, they didn't mean that. They like they meant they want someone that their leg can just stick straight up in the air. And so um, once I saw my leg where it was and everyone else's, I like just removed myself. I just walked back to the side and I was like, thank you very much. I, um, I guess I'm not going to be the white cat. <laughs> so never saw the movie never Mm -hmm. i mean you and when did you go on the tour was it after you saw it in 2016 yes so what had happened was right before i saw the the broadway show i was on a cruise contract performing out around south america for six months and i swore i would never do a cruise ship ever again i was like this is insane i miss my family i have to get back to new york And then I saw Cats. I was like, that's an interesting show. And then I saw the audition for Cats for Royal Caribbean. And then, you know, if if you've ever met um, a performer without a job, we kind of like having jobs. And I was like, well, I guess I guess if I auditioned for Cats, I would go back and do a cruise ship only because it's it would be adding to my resume and it would be a completely different experience than the cruise that I had done before. So that was the order. I had done a cruise. I swore I would never do it again. I saw Cats. Didn't think I would ever be in it. Auditioned for Cats, booked five million Cats, and then cruised for a year doing the show. So okay, so now you uh, you get through the audition, you get cast as Tantamile and also a swing. It sounds like for mm-hmm. everything in between. Um, how does a cruise ship like it's not eight shows a week? I assume like how does a cruise um, Cats contract work? So. It is very different from your normal, traditional eight shows a week. Because whenever you do that, you are committed to the show, right? Like you, your job is to be a cat every day and you get paid lots of money to do that. But when you are hired by a cruise ship, there are other jobs that you are supposed to do on the ship. So we actually only did cats three nights a week. And then two other nights a week, we had a whole separate like variety show that we would perform in that had like tap dancing and hip hop and acrobats and like the things flying in the air. And then we also had two parades that we had to march in. So um, I would have to put on like a Rastafarian wig and march down the promenade um, twice a week. And then what else? Dancers. So the dancers and singers had very different experiences on our ship as well. So the singers got to kind of live like a joyful existence and they got their own rooms and most of them had windows so they could just kind of look out the window and think about doing the show at night. Whereas the dancers, we were like running around the ship, like teaching dance classes and um, running the spotlight machine for other events. So like I had to learn how to how to use like a legit spot machine to spot the aqua show three times a week at the back of the ship. Um, or we had to do quick changes for other shows. And we were also, the dancers were double bunked down in the underbelly of the ship where we had no windows and you would wake up in like pitch black every day because, and you would just be like, where am I? (laughs) While the singers were off like living their lives and just having a great time. So was there some animosity between the singers and dancers? Um... Sure, but I was smart, and right from the beginning, I knew that the singers were going to have some privileges, so I may have kind of, like, forced myself into 
some singer friend groups where I, um, I knew that, you know, they, they didn't have to make reservations at a restaurant. They could just walk right in or like, like for example, the singers, uh, they could just go to the hot tub whenever they wanted. And the dancers had to get written permission like a week ahead of time if we wanted to go to the hot tub. So I would, um, get my friend who was skimble and I would say, Hey, you want to go to the hot tub after the show? And we would go and we would, I would get to go to the hot tub only because of skimble. Um, so I had no animosity towards the singers because I played my cards right, um, but not all the dancers did. And there there was a little bit of um, sore feelings, I think, as a whole. Yeah, that's, that is, um, I feel like that might influence your take on the show. If you've got like yeah. a little bit of like, all right, well, this person gets this privilege. Like you might bring that into your cat's performance. Completely. Especially when you play someone like Tantamile who doesn't have um, like the strongest personality character. Like, you know, my my words were, what were they? Like secretive, um, telepathic, and I wrote them down, and suspicious. And so like whenever you play those, you could kind of, um, like it was however I felt about people that day. Um, and so that would kind of like go into it. Like if I was annoyed with the dancers for some reason or annoyed with the dance captain, or if I was annoyed with anyone, Tantamile would kind of be annoyed with that person in the show because if she is like highly sensitive. That's how I kind of played it. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that the influence of like the ship actually can change the story here. Cause there's so, so much freedom with that. Oh, yeah. Tell me as much as I have a million other questions about just the other things you're forced to do on the, the ship, yeah. I, I should probably stick to the, the, the cats part of it. Yeah. So you did three shows a week and are these, I'm assuming seven day cruise. This is like one of the largest cruise ships in the world. It's so probably a seven day plus mm-hmm. cruise. Yeah. How many times did people go see it? Was it like, couple people saw it all three times or is it really different people each time? Like, what does that look like? Well, you have to first start with um, who books a seven day cruise in the Caribbean and is like, first things first, we have to go see cats. It's (laughs) it's not going to be a large group of people, uh, (laughs) which is unfortunate because we were working so hard out there. Like we really were a great group of performers. We were doing the original show and, and, um, yeah, it wasn't super popular. So the way the way that Royal did it, you didn't have to buy tickets. You just had to reserve seats. And so it was a it was a fifteen hundred seat auditorium, which is a pretty large um, space. And you could go every night if you wanted to, or you could go the first night and sit through intermission and then think it was over and then just head back to the buffet if you wanted. Um, They put it at really late times. So the first two nights, I think that the show is at nine o'clock maybe. And so by the time we get to the Jellicle Ball, they think the show is over and they just head out because they didn't pay for it and there's no usher telling them to stay. Um, And then on the last day of the cruise, there would be a matinee. And what are you going to do on the last day of the cruise whenever it's a sea day and you're coming back in? Like, you're going to go lay out at the beach. You're not going to sit in a dark theater and watch a creepy Broadway show. From that's what it. Yeah, I mean, that. Well, that's. I mean, so when I did my research on the the Oasis of the Sea, I was shocked that it's been going on since 2014. I mean, pandemic aside of cruise ships, it's been going on for multiple years. And having been on cruises before, I have. I don't think I've ever watched a musical 
on a cruise. Like I've seen shows or variety shows mm -hmm. or co comedies or interactive games, but I was trying to rack my head around if I ever saw full because it's like a two hour and 40 minute production if you're doing the original Yeah, show. and expensive, I think, to buy the rights and to pay the performers and to do all the things. But I know Royal started and other cruise lines have done this too. They've started adding musicals. Um, just to be like another thing, you know, these these cruise ships are like floating theme parks and there's ice skating rinks and bumper cars and Ferris wheels. And so they're like, why not add a Broadway show into the mix, too? Um, but uh, they've actually have shortened it down. So it used to be the full original thing, um, I think, for the first seven or eight. I was cast six and I know a few after us did the full thing, too. Um, but they've they've like they're doing an abridged version now. I think it's like a ninety minute show where they like took out all the slow things. And they put in the best of the best, and then boom, it's done, and there's no intermission. I want to talk to someone who's doing that because I want to know what they cut. I want to know like how yeah. did you take like who got what cat's not up for axe, yeah yeah who got the axe? Um, I know someone from 2016 did like a junior high or high school production and they just did like four cats, wow. and so it's like it's it's not the story or anything. It was just a chance to do it. So I'm wondering like this is though being billed as cats and mm -hmm. cut down to 90 minutes. I don't know who got the cut. I know there's a Grizabella out there right now because she's been laying out. Um, I've seen pictures of her and I. I think there's a Tance Mountain Cork Pat, but I know you need more characters than that. So I don't know who got the cut, but I will investigate and let you know. I, yeah, I want to, I, I want to, I could, I could make my own guesses on the 90 minute version, but. Who would you um, think about? Well, I think I would do it the reverse of like who needs to be in. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to probably do the naming of the cats to like yeah. kick thing off of like, here's what the Jellicle Ball is about. And then you probably like you could probably cut you, you probably need to do jenny and then you probably need to do tugger because that's yeah. like a huge reason why you'll need mistopheles <clears throat> you probably cut out like you could cut out bus for jones and probably miss nothing yeah. i i um, also personally unfortunately make that cut as well. yeah um and then you know and that also helps too because you could then put because that's usually gus which i think you would need to keep yeah, or um, shorten Gus somehow. Or shorten Gus. I don't think you need all like the other stuff with time. it. Yeah. I know they. we had like Peaks and Pollicles, and I mm -hmm. think they, they probably took out Peaks and Pollicles. You could take Peaks and Pollicles out. I think you can shorten the ball. Um, you know, it's yeah. a, from what I've heard, it's like a 14 or 15-minute orgy. You know, you can make that a little shorter. It's a long time up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, the McCavity piece is interesting. It's kind of the only uh, – I guess he's the villain of sorts. Yeah, but we also need Skimble because, you know. He, build the train. But, and yeah. then you need Mistopheles. You can't well, cut I didn't Mistopheles. Like building the train. So we could do Skimble without the train. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. It's hard. I don't know what you kind of think. I guess to your point, it's like, um, oh, I guess I already <laughs> didn't even say. I didn't say Mungo, Jerry, and Rebel Teaser. So clearly I oh, cut them without yeah, thinking about it. We got rid of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, I can make this ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, so, so it, with fifteen hundred seats, was it filled at moments? I mean, like this is a very famous show. Yes, but did you buy a ticket to see Cats? No, you bought a seven-day cruise to the Caribbean. So, but we we did fill up. We would fill up the house. I would say we would start the show with maybe seven hundred on a good night. So it was like a two-level auditorium. So the bottom section would be pretty full, and then the top would maybe have some sprinklings of people. Did you do green eyes, where you kind of went through 
I didn't do green eyes, but we did do green eyes out. Okay. In, yeah. I mean, I think that the green eyes that they sent out to the ship were like the original green eyes. So they didn't all work like, or maybe like half of it would light up. Like <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had some, some funky props that we were doing our best to keep together, but I did not personally do green eyes except when I would go on for a cover and I would be just terrified, just running around trying to scare people, but mostly being scared myself of like, where am I supposed to go and at what time and just don't hit anyone. Yeah. So here's my other piece about this, because you are, especially the dancers, mm -hmm. you're in costume, you're in makeup, you're not like as easily identifiable as a cat as you are like there. So did, but did you have any, like you were on the boat for a while and your interactions, like, did you have any super fans or kind of like strange interactions with fans who saw it and then recognize and talk to you about it after? Uh, we weren't really, I mean, it was kind of nice. We were incognito on the ship pretty much because as performers, we weren't really recognized because we were so dressed up during the show. So I could lay out, I could go to the gym, I could be anywhere and nobody ever would be like, oh my gosh, you're Tantamile, because that would never happen, but also because of just yeah, they, the way they that have it no was. idea which cat you were anyways, yeah, or yeah, the names yeah. or anything. <laughs> no. Um, we would occasionally get, um, we would stay after on our last show of the week on that Saturday for like photo ops and meet and greets um, randomly. And we would have some super fans come on. And it was really cool because sometimes we would get people that would say, oh my gosh, well, we just saw the show on Broadway because it was still running while I was doing it. And they would say, we just saw the show on Broadway and we love yours so much more, which was really cool to hear because we <laughs> kind of felt a little bit, or I personally did, like, like we're out in the ocean, nobody really knows that we're here. We're working so hard, and yet, you know, the Broadway show is getting all of the hype. And uh, it was kind of fun to get told that they appreciated what we were doing as well. And we would get the super fan droppings and all that. Hell yeah, the the drawings and the stories and all those. Mm -hmm. I, I do think it's got to be like it's interesting to hear you say how challenging. I assume it's got to be with to your point. It's you're not the main attraction but you are a attraction for part of this ship. And there's a lot of people that are going to come and enjoy it and see it, but they're there for, uh, you know, the pool and, yeah. and the, the slides and whatever else and the ports and everything else. So I, I was fascinated to see that. Cause I had, again, never seen a Broadway show on there. Maybe we just didn't go. You have to like scoop it out. to like, really like, Oh, there's a Broadway show here. It's not like on the billboards. Now let's talk about what you were told about the various cats you played and like the plot. Cause to your mm -hmm. point, it's a loose through line. It's mm -hmm. a tough story to follow. Yeah. Um, how were you, what were you told about your characters? I know you just mentioned your three words, but like, what were you told as the backstory? I believe that my twin and I were brought in and we had meetings one-on-one -on -one with the director. Um, we had a full month of rehearsals where we went, you know, we went to cat school. We, we learned the story. We read through the script. We did all the things. Um, I'm trying to think what were we told about our characters? Well, we knew the twins didn't have owners and we were just, we weren't young ones. We, we didn't fit in with the old cats. We kind of just did our own thing. Um, we knew that we were meant to be completely in sync the whole time, but really they would like really focused in on the fact that my twin and I were covering all of the ensemble and they, because there's no extras. And so they, I mean, 
yes, there's, I know that the director, you know, had lots of meetings with Grizz and with Demeter and there was like so much there, but I think with the twins, it was like, dance together, know a little bit about your character, go where you're supposed to go, but also here's a binder with all the other information and we need you to learn that. Unfortunately, that kind of is how it went. So my twin and I just kind of, we kind of made it up as we went and we went on our own journey of, of kind of figuring that all out. So how many cast members, or I guess let's split it up because clearly you're like the, you know, a, a, a two separate groups between singers and dancers. Mm -hmm. How many singers and how many dancers were you if there were no extras? Like how many was the full cast? And that meant that like you flipped in and out. Like did you cut people? Was like a certain cat not there if somebody was injured? Yeah. (laughs) So so we – it was really stressful, okay? We were doing the best we could. We had no extra hands. Um, so maybe that's why the show was even more confusing some nights because there would be no people that were supposed to be there that weren't. Um, there were 22 cats in our show, I think. Sometimes we would be down to like 17 cats in our show. So who got cut? Like who was who was always like the okay wait we because we, you can't cut a few of them like you need well, a grizz. You would cut tangible work cats. So the way it would work instead of like. Say if Skimble was sick, normally on land, the Skimble cover can go in. But with mm-hmm. us, my twin covered Skimble. So then my twin would jump in and then there would just be one, one like telepathic twin for the show. And so it would always fall upwards. So it would always fall to where there was no twins. So we were the first to go every time. And then like tumble or pounce. Would, I mean, it would be like the ensemble cats that that don't drive the plot forward, unfortunately. So you, yeah, so you had had days where you were one twin, yeah, which doesn't make sense, uh, just uh, ter- terminology wise. But <laughs> exactly. you were you were missing your other twins. half, yeah, or zero that, twins. That's a weird show because you're so used to having your partner next to you, and when they're not there, it's very strange and very lonely. So do you do the exact same dance number, but just with the other half missing? Like, don't you do stuff together? Yeah. Yeah, we would do some lifts and things that we would just like, I don't know, I'd just like twirl around myself on stage and <laughs> do some other moves. And then we were always in a reblock. So so I think after the first month, so we were on the ship for 10 months, which is a criminally long amount of time that you're allowed to be on a ship like cruise contracts normally you perform between six and seven months and they said let's put this cast out there for 10 months and so i think 10 months no breaks like no breaks no you can't go home and we had two months of rehearsals first so it was 12 months of the exact same people you are never allowed to go home and um, do you go to the same ports like the same route the whole year yes <laughs> we um I think I went to Cozumel there because of, there was a hurricane that came and kind of messed with our cruise contract. I think I went to Cozumel approximately 30 times. Wow. It seems like every Friday for a year we were in Cozumel. <laughs> so what happened though, let, let me, to explain like the blocking and how it would change. I think within the first month, our tumble Brutus, he like stepped on a sea urchin out in like St. Thomas or something. And so he was out of the show for like, I don't know, two or three months. And so from that point, we were a healthy cast until that happened. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And from losing him, we just started dropping cats left and right. And so our, 
our formations were just, we didn't even know what they were supposed to be whenever we had a full cast. Like it felt like there were too many people on stage on like the rare occasion that we were all there. It was like, I don't have room to do my choreography if everyone is actually accounted for. So they don't, there's no replacements, no nothing. Like someone goes down in a show that has a pretty like long history of injuries because of how physical it is. Just nope, keep going. And we're just going to hope that the 1500 people each night, three nights a week, don't recognize it. Yes, they would. I mean, if something was like seriously bad, um, they Shoreside would send someone out, but it would take a minute to get them because you'd have to get your passport figured out and then you'd have to like come in and they'd, we'd have to reblock the show, all this stuff. Sadly, our our Misto got really sick right after we got on. He we think I don't know if this was a story. We think he ate something in the mess and he got like salmonella from it we don't know long story short um he got sent home for like eight months of the contract who actually went back on to do the tour as misto like a year later but while he was gone i think we had four or five people come on the ship as misto and like would it would always just be a wildly different experience having a new misto um backstage and then they would fly them out and then fly them back home and then fly a new one out and fly them back home and then our misto that we started with actually came out and finished our, our contract was so long that he could be severely ill and then come back to finish out the contract at the end have a have a new jellical life finish yeah. it out yeah that is fascinating yeah um, also, our um our demeter too the reason i got to go on for demeter in our second show that we did like our variety show that was the more of the cruise thing she got hit in the face with a briefcase and she got a concussion and she um she got sent home which is how i got to make my demeter debut <laughs> so who all did you go on as and now now the second half of that question is how did they all get hurt or pulled out? <laughs> cause it's like, it's, cause it gets, it's usually just like, Oh, they take a day off or, you know, like you get to go on because someone's not going to do eight of the shows. They're going to pick, you know, it's going to be a, you're going to swing in, but here it's like, no, you're swinging in because of need. Because of like severity. Yeah. You did not just take a day off. That is hilarious to even think that we could do that. Um, yeah. So we lost our Demeter because she got hit in the head with a briefcase. Um, I went on for rumble teaser. My roommate got sick and whenever, just like, like a head cold, but when you're sleeping down in the underbelly of a ship, like the circulation is so bad that you're just breathing in this, like not fresh air. And so she was sick for like weeks. It seemed like, because we would only do cats three times a week. And I did her track like for two straight weeks, crazy enough. Um, so that's what happened with that. And then, so I, I ended up not going on for bomb. Did I explain my, who I covered here? I, so I was Tantamile and I covered, no. I don't think I said, so I covered Demeter and Rumble Teaser. And then I was also covered for bomb. And then I finished other contracts. I didn't go on for bomb. I just went on for Demeter and Rumble Teaser. So then I finished the ship. I say again, I'm never doing a cruise ship ever again. They, they call me uh, like two months after I get off the ship and they're like, hey, we need you to come back and play Cassandra. Our Cassandra like broke her arm doing something. And I was like, okay, so another freak accident. There you go. Like broke her arm. Who knows doing what? So I go back for, they were like, it's only for a month. You'll do 12 shows. It's no big deal. And then they also tacked on and you're going to cover bomb. And I was like, well, that won't happen. I'll just go back and I'll play Cassandra. So it was just going to be so fun. I was going to go to the beach, make a little bit of money and easy. Cassandra, what is she? She doesn't, she's kind of like the twins. She's like, 
dances and she has a few yeah, telepathic and dances. Yeah. yeah. Like I has legs. Um, and I was like, that's easy. So I get on the ship and I spend the whole first week chilling because they didn't want to put me in the first night, obviously, because we do cats on Sunday, Monday and Saturday. So I hang out all week long, just knowing I'm about to go on for Cassandra on Saturday. And when I got on the ship, I asked the dance captain, I said, is our bomb? Is she healthy? Are we good? Like, do you think I'm going to have to go on for her? And he was like, she's great. Don't worry about her. So of course, the first show back I'm playing Cassandra and it's so fun until he comes, our dance captain finds me intermission and he goes, Hey, can you go on for bomb in act two? She just sprained her ankle. And I was like, are you joking? (laughs) And I, I knew bomb, but I was a second cover for bomb. So if she ever went out whenever I was on the show, the ship originally, another person was going to step in first and then I would take over if she couldn't do it. So like, did I know bomb? Yeah, but like, was I prepared? Absolutely not. Um, and I, we ended up not being able to put me in because I was painted up like Cassandra. And so they like, as much as we kind of messed with like characters and blocking, they didn't want Cassandra singing McCavity in Act Two because they that would be pushing it a little bit to, <laughs> to have that duet happen. So I said, okay, well, I can't do it today, but I'll do it tomorrow. So then that night I went home and I. I learned all of Bomb's tracks, but then what happened was then there was no Cassandra because I was supposed to play Cassandra. So then when I went on for Bomb, I was actually covering Cassandra's spacing. And so I would say Bomb's words, but I would dance the ball where Cassandra was supposed to be. But then I would sing, you know, McCavity. And, but then all I did all of, it was just very confusing. And so then I then got to scratch off, okay. but I've been Bomb now, kind of. <laughs> I yeah, okay, so a couple follow up questions. One is the 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 day that you were supposed to go on bomb as in Act Two, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Who sang McCavity with Demeter? She just do it by herself. I I mean honestly, they could have just brought a stool on stage and had our bomb sit on the stool while Demeter danced it, and bomb sat next to her. That probably would have been an option. But I think I think Abby just like stood there and like kind of was like. Good stuff. Did some oh, so hands. she's still went on. So she, the bomb still went on with the spring. Her voice still worked. We're on a cruise ship. Yeah, we yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she still went on to sing it, but she just mm-hmm. didn't didn't dance. Yeah, okay, so that that wouldn't have been that. a huge change. The the first night you go on is bomb. There's no Cassandra. What? Where was your tantamile who's supposed to kind of one <laughs> come in right? Uh, well, she didn't No, So that's the thing. She didn't cover Cassandra. Nobody covered Cassandra because Cassandra is like a bottom tier, like pants, mile and course hat. They don't have a cover. Yeah. We were the only people that didn't have covers. So we just got rid of Cassandra. Yeah. So I think our pants mile, when I went back, she didn't cover her and she didn't cover bomb. I think our rumple teaser covered bomb. Like it was, it was a mess. It was whoever could do the makeup and dance and sing. Yes, honestly, it was who can who can wear the wig and paint their face correctly enough and like stand where they're kind of supposed to stand. And not even I, sing the words correctly, but just like sing something. I love it. I feel like, um, <laughs> well, I'm not capable of dancing or singing or doing any of this, but I feel like I can maybe block the um, the a cruise version of this because I'm like, I know the story just well enough. That I can be like, all right, here's who we can cut out. Here's how we're going to change this around. Like I, I want to write the ninety-minute version now. Yeah, let me know. I will help you. We trim the fat for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, did anybody ever notice any of those changes? Like, did you ever have a super fan who was like, 
oh my god, I can't believe that there was only one twin tonight. I don't think so. Because again, this is not an audience where they they are looking for that. They're truly just unsure of what's happening. Yeah, I don't think I'm try I was trying to think if I would notice as someone who knows the plot of the show better yeah, than anybody one should. Twin, would you know? <sighs> Probably not. Because yeah. I think if you if you put one twin without the other twin and put them in a lineup, I don't think I'd point them out. Like I don't my knowledge of this show is purely the backstories. Mm-hmm. and what I think the backstory should be. And that's where my wheelhouse is. Everything else is is tangential at best. And so I, um, I, I'm not sure I would notice that. I also don't know. I've really seen, like truly seen the show. I saw 2016, like that version twice. Mm-hmm. I saw the 1998 movie on a plane where I got a lot of really weird looks mm-hmm. on an iPad because I was trying to figure out what the hell was happening yeah. to, to do this podcast. I saw the new movie yeah. uh, one and a half times. I saw it once. You um, went back in for round two after you saw it, but it was not enough to keep you. I saw it in <laughs> um, in in theater, and then I tried to convince uh, some family members and some friends to watch it, and we made it through about half. Yeah, and then they were just like, "I can't, do, I can't do it," because they're you know they're not super yeah. fans to begin with. Yeah. So I like my knowledge is really limited on that to where if you put me at the cruise version, the 90 minute version, I'd definitely be like, Oh, this is what I didn't see. Like I could probably do that now. Mm -hmm. If you took out, like you cut out a couple of the other dancers or, you know, like cut a twin out and stuff like that. I might be able to now, but I don't think I would. Yeah. Interesting. I kind of want to see a 90 minute version though now. Well, you can go book a cruise. I think they're about to start performances again. So I think they're, yeah, they're getting close. By the time yeah. this comes out, I don't know when, when we're releasing this. They might be be back on. This would be group eight, nine. What number are they on now? Maybe even oh, more than that. I think they are. I was six, and that was in 2017 to 2018. So if they, they also started shortening the contracts, though, because they found out how dangerous it was to put a bunch of performers together for – 10 months without ever letting them have a minute away from each other. So they started shortening the contracts. I think the one after ours was eight months maybe. And that still was like a little dangerous. It seems long you know, still, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's like, you know, going into it, Oh, this is a long time that I'm going to be with these people. And so you almost kind of like size each other up at the beginning. You're like afraid to make alliances because you don't know who, <laughs> You don't know who your tribe's going to be yet. And yeah, then once you, you don't know if you're it, the... Like the drama, I mean, you just, I, I stuck, I had stayed away from all that. I just stayed with my twin the whole time. Stay with the twin and the singer so you can yeah. go to the hot tub. Yeah, so I can go get some Mexican food and get a margarita without them having to, like, ask me if I had permission. That's Pretended like I was a singer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So um, let's go into some rapid fire on the show. Okay. Who, you've played a handful of the different characters, but if you could play anybody, forget gender, forget vocal range, forget dance ability, forget anything. If you could just be anybody for one show, who would you want to, what track would you really want to do? Maybe McCavity. McCavity. Give me the why there. Um, Because he just like jumps out and he doesn't, does a bunch of stag leaps and he is crazy and like he just shakes things up a little bit and whenever the audience is like maybe about to start dozing McCavity comes out for like the big fight and it's this big epic dramatic thing where everyone's like on stage like huddling together and there's like so much chaos and um yeah I like McCavity I love it that's a good reason um Who's I think your lots favorite of safe characters. So to like get to be someone explosive would be really fun. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, uh, keep defending the reasons. I think that's what makes these fun. Um, who's your favorite and least favorite cat? Hmm. Least I I love Skimble. But you didn't like the train. You didn't like building the train, though. No, because it's heavy. Okay. And we didn't have PT, like, to help us on the ship. So if we were to, like, hurt an arm or a shoulder by, like, picking up, like, a big banister or something, we were screwed. So I – and it was just, like, a little bit chaotic whenever, like, the train would break and then people would be like, woo, like, running around the giant wheels and then <laughs> it would maybe hit Tantamile. Tantamile is really sensitive, remember. So, like, I just didn't like the train. Um but I love Skimble Shanks and his number is like so catchy to me. I'll still just seek it out if I'm driving to work or something. I'll just listen to Skimble Shanks. <laughs> and I love the person who played Skimble Shanks as well. And so um, just like getting to watch him perform was really fun every night. It was always a little different. What about Lee's favorite? Least favorites. I think Jelly. Jelly? Yeah. Why? Mm, why do not do most people love jelly she's more of like a motherly takes care of gus like it's uh it's not one that i would i expect to hear as often in the the dislike dislike. Uh, well you know she hits that high c but like what else does she do Oh, I'm not. I'm not arguing her her worthiness of like the show. I'm arguing <laughs> I'm which like, cat character I'm do you? Offending, I'm offending all the jelly lovers out there because she like sings this high note and then she just like prances around and I don't know. She seems kind of snooty to me. Okay, I, I mean, I, I like I, I like any argument that's different from what I'm normally hearing. So I love and, the. I don't. The, Cats is so dancey, and I felt like in our ball, she didn't participate. She would, like, stand off to the side and, like, move her hands. And I'm like, you got to dance, okay? Like, we are all huffing and puffing out here, so you got to also work for it. <laughs> Was there any – I, I want to ask this question without throwing anybody under the bus, so I'm going to try to figure out how to phrase this. But <laughs> okay. was there any singer, not necessarily performer – 
but just like because they were the singer and they got these particular benefits that the dancers didn't, was there any part of that that went into like this cat doesn't really like that cat on stage because there's a little bit of like, oh, they got to have that the Mexican food and margarita and I couldn't as easily. Mm, no, because I the, a lot of the singers did keep to themselves and they didn't really brag about their privileges. They would quietly go get their grilled chicken protein while the rest of the dancers were like trying to find a protein bar down in the mess. Um, they didn't really boast about it. I'm trying to think if there was anyone that really bothered me. I don't think so. I really, I used those singer privileges. Like I was in with the singers. So I never really let um, my level, my dancer level get, um, get me bothered by a singer. And the singers were okay. lovely. I did like them. Okay. I didn't That's just a very... use them for their hot tub pass. Good, good political answer there uh, yeah. for, for the future. What about favorite song? Favorite song? I think I like the opening number, Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats. Okay. I thought you were going to say Skimble again. No, I didn't want to be repetitive, but I do love the song. <laughs> um, no, I think the opening is so fun when everyone has their own little bit they get to say and we're all entering. And then like, oh, because of Jellicles are and je it's just so fun. And then you're like, it's building at the end and then you're on the choir boot. Oh my, it's, it's just great i love the opening number song amazing which cat do you think would thrive living on a cruise ship character wise like which personality is going to be not necessarily as a performer on the cruise ship but like they would just live a cruise life i think it's a good question i oh like as in living on like like a random person just living on a cruise ship, like enjoying traveling and drinking pina coladas. Oh, let's I, So there's two ways to kind of think about this. Okay. Which one, which cat would really be like in their element as a cruise for the week or which one would be great just maybe, in general on a cruise ship? I, I have an answer maybe, for maybe, what maybe, I think. Um, Jenny. I could see Jenny. Like Jenny seems like she's someone that would like be like, come on kids. Like we're going yeah, on a cruise this week. Bring the family. Yeah, I can see Jenny with the, her cockroach children or something like that. Okay. Oh, what are you thinking? So I, I like that answer. I, I definitely see that. I thought, which is, I thought Bustopher, because I feel like he's going to have like the penthouse suite. He's yeah. going to just all you okay. can eat at all okay. time. Yeah. Unlimited soft serve. He's just yeah. going to like live it up. Yeah. This I is his him. like dream world. Yeah. I can see that. That, as was, well. that was where my head went. Um, okay. Most important question. I've argued at length on this podcast that I don't think Grizabella is the right Joelical choice. So from the cruise perspective, do you agree that Grizabella is the one to, that should die at the end? And if not, who should die? From the cruise perspective. Who are you killing three times a week? <laughs> um, I think, I think Grizz is fine. I'm, am I allowed to be indifferent? <laughs> I know that your whole podcast. <laughs> the whole show is about why I am not indifferent on this point. And I can't so you're just it. like, yeah, whatever. Um, you're okay. So you just because like. I think by the time, you know, the whole evening, the whole jellical evening, the whole ceremony, it's so full out. 
and that we're all just like ready for a choice to be made. And, you know, there's still this big ceremonious way of like sending her off. And it's like, okay, did she put on the best performance tonight? I get mm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> depends on who's performing it. Um, who should I send to the heavy side layer instead of Grizz? Is that what you're asking? I mean, the, I, the question is just, do you agree with that jellical choice? And so if you're saying you don't really care, you just want the show to end because maybe <laughs> some people have left. Then my question would be audience for people. My question would be if you're old Deuteronomy and you just want to end the show and you have to pick from any of the choices, because that's really what we get to at that point. Although there's the weird ending after the ending. But what? If you're after the ending? Well, don't they address the cat? Isn't the addressing the cats like they speak to you? After what would happen if we sent um, old Duke to the heavy side layer? Are we just done? Was that, so, like, that it? There's a lot of uh, so you're opening up you're opening up Pandora's sorry. box. You're asking these questions. I, there's a lot of ways to, to think about I'm this. Is, I'm picturing old dude just waving and like walking off. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Bye, guys. Never mind. I choose do, winner. I choose. Do my that class. on Saturday, and then you don't have to do the other two. Yeah. Um. So the question is: Is old dude even an option? Um. Could he even die? Which is which is one mm. of the questions. There's a lot of belief that that answer is no. There's also the belief that Monkus Trap is it's next in line, which means that if he does decide his time is to end, then Monkus Trap takes over and he's in charge of the next Jelko Ball. That would be fun. If Monk so I think what you should do if you ever get a cruise contract again is do the first show, pick Old Deuteronomy, <laughs> and then refill that whole song with one of the twins coming in and doing something different. Mm. You know, just bring one up into the old Deuteronomy section, but was so, something solely different and have Monkish Trap be in charge and pick a different cat all three nights. Oh, that's fun. And then don't bring back the ones that you kill each night. So oh, it's a full, a like, it's, it's cats one, two, and three. So it's almost like a reality show uh, and like it changes every night, you're saying? Like you get three, you get three balls. Like each week is a, the story of cats. And do we just pull out of a hat who gets who gets taken. I think that old Deuteronomy should choose each week based on who he believes performs best. So we're and like then Monkish Trap chooses. Style. Okay. Yeah. And then that's how we're going to do it. That's fun. That keeps it interesting. That makes you not really phone it in because you're like, got to be on it tonight. Is yeah, it going to be my, my chance. To like I feel like this is. picker up to the ceiling. This is also going to make the already potentially, uh, uh, tight conversations between a, a tight knit cast that you're going to spend eight months with, with all of a sudden it being like, you didn't pick me this tonight. Oh yeah. Like, like that might be a little dangerous. I wanted to, to ride the forklift. Come on. Like I really want to do it. My mom or like, Oh my, my parents are on board next week. Can you make sure that you pick me? <laughs> I, I like it. And then that's how you increase audience because now you're going to have, you know, you don't need to do two and a half hours each night. You can shorten it a little bit because you're going to cut out a song anyways. Yeah. And you have a reason to have them come all three nights. Well, you need to go direct Royal Caribbean. You got to tell yeah. them that you have this excellent new idea to get the audience I, um, involved. I know they're trying yeah. to get that up. I'm just here to try to change Andrew Lloyd Webber's everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's all that's all this podcast is about is to just influence the show change the story uh and fill in the blanks with the stuff that i i believe is right because that's really all that matters right exactly it's your show so (laughs) um okay so million dollar question how can we stay in touch on social media and stay in touch with you you can follow me on Instagram at mtan, E-M-T-A-N-N-N. I'm a dance teacher and choreographer down here in Texas. So I'm up to new, new and exciting things all the time. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing all this wonderful wisdom of the cruise line, uh, cats. It was super fun. Yeah, you're welcome. And I appreciate you being an amazing guest. Of course. I'm sorry I was so indifferent about who we're sending to the heavy <laughs> liar. The one most important question, and I wasn't even prepared to answer it. I was like, As I say, it does. It always yeah. amazes me when someone's like, "I haven't thought about." It. I'm like, you know, the, the show's called "The Wrong Cat Died." Like, it's it's coming. The question is coming, but I I also don't mind indifference because I think that's why I argue against Grisbella. But it's just like, is she really the best choice? Like, it is a little indifferent. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on, remember, it depended on uh, the day and how I felt about Grisabelle at that show. It, maybe she, maybe I felt bad for her. Maybe I didn't, you know. It depended on what I, if I went to the beach that day with her and was in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, I, that is a dynamic that I don't think we get outside of the cruise line version, which was fun yeah. to hear. Well, the floor also doesn't move whenever you're doing the show on land. But when you're out on a boat, you know, the floor is also... It, it completely went, moving oh, wow yeah. yeah things you don't think about you got to get no. really good at squeezing your abs and like bending your knees and not letting yourself fall over it. <laughs> again thank you for being an amazing guest and thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of the wrong cat died the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe to follow along you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or anywhere else you listen to podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at the wrong cat died or check out our website thewrongcatdied.com. hey it's leslie Odom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.